But this morning, we concluded in last Sunday's message that we're going to share in how to respond to the Father's love. And I'm glad that during our worship, that is exactly what we were doing. Hallelujah. Someone say, how... How to respond to respond to the father's love to the father's or love. the title is responding responding to the father's love to the father's love turn with me to Matthew chapter 27 Matthew chapter 27 is the last but one chapter in the book of Matthew and it describes the experience of Jesus on the cross. In fact, it describes the last moment of Jesus on the cross. He had said so many things. And during Easter, we usually talk about it. The seven words of Jesus on the cross. But here, there was an experience that happened that changed the story of humanity in relationship with God. Matthew 27. Let me take it from verse 50 through 54. The Bible says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. Remember, he had cried out the first time, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani. But he cried out again with a loud voice. This time around, the Bible says, And yielded up his spirit. In other words, he left his body. The real person left the body. So he yielded up his spirit. Verse 51 says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. 52. And the graves were open. Take note of that. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Wow. 53. And coming out of the graves, after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. 54. So, when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly this was the son of God. Somebody say, Amen to the reading of God's word. Amen. They will acknowledge that you are a son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, when we read First John chapter 3, the same verse 1, we saw that he said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Then the next line of the same verse 1 says, Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Remember, in the Gospels, the Bible says that Jesus Christ came unto his own. And his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. The King James says the power, but it's exosia. Exosia means the right. He gave them the right to become the sons of God. Are you seeing the, the point being buttressed here? We have the right to be called sons of God. Which were born not of the will of man, nor of flesh, nor of blood, but of God. We were born of God. Hallelujah. I want us to go back to this verses I just read. Matthew 27, 50 through 54. Something 
So do it the way I have asked you to do it. But for the first time, people of God, we are talking about the Father's love and responding to this love. Amen. For the first time, that place that nobody had access to, when the high priest had to go there, they had to tie a rope around his legs and then waist rather, and then they had to, put, you know, put some bells and some rings at the borders of his garment, so that whilst he's performing his duties in the inner, the, the holy of holies. As he's going up and down, once they could hear the bells ringing, they know that the high priest is alive, he's well, he's doing well. But if at a point in time there is no bell ringing, chances are that he must have been struck dead. And you dare not go into that holy of holies to go and say you are going to pick the dead body of a high priest that had been struck dead. At best, what you could do was to pull the rope that was tied around his waist, pull him out. It was an inaccessible place. But for the first time, when this Jesus, people of God, you have no idea the love of the Father. I'm going to show you something. When he yielded up the ghost, after he had cried out with a loud voice, the Bible says that veil was torn from the top to the bottom. Meaning that the place is now open. It's accessible. Hallelujah. Amen. But here is the point. Don't clap yet. Here is the point. Jesus Christ. I pray you will get this revelation. Here is the point. Beyond the accessibility of the Holy of Holies, which was not made public, God was saying something more than what we have understood it so far. What God was saying was that I'm no longer going to dwell in a temple built with the hands of man. Please, are you coming? Are you following? Yes, man of God. I'm no longer. I have vacated a temple built with the hands of man. Now, my dwelling place is going to be the very people who will believe this my son and who will confess him as their Lord. I will make them my temple and I will dwell among them. I will live in them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. God. So beyond, Mm. my God, this is Mm. the place to clap. Mm. This is the place to clap. This is the place to clap. It can only be love. Nothing more can qualify us. Just look at yourself. You, a son of God. And beyond being a son of God, in other words, God in human body, God says that I will dwell in you. Walk amongst you. Manifest myself through you. You have become the walking vehicle of God. All like the tabernacle that they used to carry. There was a time, you remember, somebody made a mistake. And wanted to support the ark. How are you going to help God? And Bible says he was struck dead. That was how terrifying the presence of God was. But now God has made you and me the very residence of his presence. Please, it's too deep. It's beyond human comprehension. That is why when you are, when you are moving from the uh, courts of praise, at that level, it was only the high priest 
who used to go there. And last Sunday, we identified that it is a revelation. It means that at that level, you separate yourself from the crowd. It's not about we bring the sacrifice of praise. It's about what the choir sang. I love you forever. In other words, it becomes a personal relationship. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever. Lord. Are you there? It becomes, it's like you've caught the revelation that I have become God's residence. I remember last, yesterday, at the Saturday prayer breakfast, we quoted a scripture and I said we will bring it back today. Hebrews 4.16 says that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, when you have the picture of the temple or the tabernacle in mind, you are likely going to figure out that okay, I'm going to God to some throne of grace somewhere to obtain mercy. But do you know what God is saying? When you get to know that the spirit of God who used to dwell in the holy of holies is now domiciled in you, then it is like, let us therefore come boldly. What is he saying? In the mind of the one who is not grown up, he may think that I have to go through some process to get to God. But when you mature, you get to know that that throne is right on the inside. It's a mystery. I can't explain it. The throne is where? Because that's where he dwells. So when he says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, he is saying that recognize who you have become and wake up to him. Respond to his love. It's not like you are now going somewhere. The one who is now growing up will say, let us go. But in the, in the mind of God, he is right on the inside. Right on the inside. So right from the inside, you respond to his love. You may not even need to go through the gates of thanksgiving, cause of praise. Right on the inside, you just know that you and God are face to face. So close. One on one. Hallelujah. And then you learn to respond to his love. What we have not done, and the reason why many of our miracles have delayed, is because we have not learned to respond to the Father's love. A place that if you dare try enter, you'll be struck dead. That place has now changed and you are now that place. Are you there? Me, Mr. Watson, you and I, we have become the very place where God, I can't even imagine it, God dwells in me. Do you know who we are? No wonder First John 3 says that the world, he said, therefore the world does not know him because, I'm, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Don't be surprised when they treat you like an ordinary person. They did that to Jesus. Amen. But we are not ordinary. Amen. We are the very tabernacle of God. Amen. The, the, the dwelling place of God. Mm. The holy of holies is now in our spirit. It's deeper than the human mind can comprehend. So in approaching God, every day is a day of fellowship. It's a day of communion. Every day is a day of you taking opportunity to say, Father, this love is too deep. So I respond to that love. The reason why we sing is because when you are when you are overwhelmed, it flows through that vehicle. A song will be birthed. Sometimes you will even birth your own songs. But more be, I mean, beyond singing is when the vehicle of singing or songs have taken you to the place where you are now interlocked with God and then you tell him, I love you Lord. Hallelujah. 
Like last Sunday, the song that we sang is actually one of the ways when you get overwhelmed by the father's love. It's a way of the lady, Carrie Jones, we, we spoke about her. It was a way of saying that I am interlocked with you. I'm face to face with you. One on one. It's not about the crowd any longer. It's about you and me, God. Do you remember the song? I told the congregation that we should learn that song. He said, the more I seek you, the more I find you. God is not too far away. Hallelujah. Amen. He's so close. Because the tabernacle of God is amongst men and he dwells on the inside of us. So seeking God, like Hebrews 11 verse says, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you are not mature, if you're a babe in Christ, you may think that I have to go somewhere to go and seek God. But the God that you are seeking elsewhere is right on the inside. So in a way, that's why Jesus told um, the people who were arguing about, should we, man, should we worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem? Jesus said, a day will come that you will neither worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem, but those that worship God must worship God. Where? In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Are you there? That's a song in the background. This, ah, this love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. The song says, the more I seek you, the more I find you. Listen, child of God, God is not far away. If God seems far away to you, it means that you may be far away. I quoted James last week. He says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you. And the more I find you, the more I love you. You've got to tell God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Ah. Feel your heart beat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I met in your peace. It's overwhelming. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart beat. That's the way to respond to the Father's love. This love is so deep. Is more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. All right. You can you can end the song there. Let me show you another one. I copied the lyrics of this particular song. It's important. You can find some of these things also in the hymns, the Methodist hymns and other modern hymns. But all these things are a way to let us know that God is expecting us to respond to his love. If you love somebody and you don't tell the person, I love you, something is wrong. I think I'm talking to myself now. But I would say you're laughing. Or you're also in the same soup. 
But don't you see the things that I'm doing for you? Don't you know that it, show, it shows that I love you? Who said so? Aaron am I communicating? See how somebody expressed his love for God and responded to the Father's love. His name is David Crowder or Crowder, whichever one that you will call him. But his song is titled How He Loves. How God Loves. He was so overwhelmed by the Father's love that, listen, do you know that you will never find soldiers guarding a dunghill. Do soldiers go and guard dunghill? Why wouldn't they go and why wouldn't they be posted or, or policemen posted to go and, and, and guard a dunghill? It's trash. There is nothing important there. So there is nothing to guard. When God says that I am a jealous God and in fact his name is jealous. Do you know his jealousy over what he's jealous over? He's jealous over us. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says he watches over us with jealous care. Hmm, did you hear that? Tell yourself, God watches over me with jealous care. That is why you should not be afraid of witches and wizards. Because before they can touch you, they must touch God and touch Christ. He watches over me with jealous care. Don't say, God protect me as I go. No, he is watching over you with jealous care. Do you know why? Because there is something on the inside. That's where he dwells. You are his tabernacle. You are his dwelling place. You are his temple. But Bible says, don't you know that you are the temple of the living God? And that the spirit of God dwells in you? Do you know what that means, child of God? Say, I'm not ordinary. I, am not I may ordinary. look ordinary, but I am not ordinary. I am, not ordinary. I am a son of God. I am a son of God, God in a human body. God in a human body. In this year of great awakening, let's be awakened to this reality. And I believe that based on this direction we are going, you saw how it affected even our praise and worship today. And let's build up on that. So that by the time we are talking about falling in love with God again in September, during our third anniversary, we would have learned how to respond to the Father's love. And then walk with him as such. Amen. Like Enoch did. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. It's a powerful thing. In other words, you and God agree. It's not like you are complaining and God says, let's move on. It is you and God operating at the same altitude, amplitude, frequency, the same level. It's wonderful. So, this David Crowder, the David Crowder band, or Crowder band, whichever one you call his name, he says, he is jealous for me. Did you hear that? Alright, before you play that song, okay, he is jealous for me. Laughs like a hurricane. In Africa, yeah, we don't know anything about hurricane, do we? Uh, but I hope you have seen hurricane. How, 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 you know, it comes and carries everything away. In other words, God is so jealous over us that if there is anything that will attempt to come and frustrate us, he will just come like a hurricane in his love and blow it away. He is jealous for me. Please be assured of his love. And respond to that love aside. He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am, I am a tree. Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Then he said. When all of a sudden. I am unaware of these afflictions. Eclipsed by glory. Did you, did you hear what he said? You see. When you are overwhelmed by the father's love. 
you are no longer aware of your afflictions. Many of us are so conscious of our afflictions because we are not conscious of his love. But he says, when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed, in other words, overshadowed, eclipse of the moon, eclipse of the sun. I hope you did that in geology or science. Did you? We have seen some in Ghana here, eclipse of the sun. In other words, covered. The glory of God covers our afflictions. Said so that we don't see the afflictions, all we see is glory. Eclipse by glory. Then he said, and I realized just how beautiful you are. Oh, did you hear that? God is beautiful. I realized just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Then he said, and oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us all. He is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us all. He loves us. Oh, he, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. And we are his portion. And he is our prize. We are what? His portion. In other words, if you want to allot anything to God, he allotted us to himself. When God wants to choose anything, he is not going to choose the galaxies, the stars, the moons. He didn't even choose the angels. He chose us. Say, I am his portion. I am his portion. When they are distributing land, I hope you know land, and everybody says, I want this one, I want this one. God says, I don't want anything. You are my portion. Hmm. He said, and we are his portion and he is our prize. The reward that God gave to us is himself. There's nothing else that you will lack. I'm prophesying to you. Amen. Because he gave himself. Then he said, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, I like this one. If his grace is an ocean, we are all sinking. I love that. This is raps, raps, you understand? This is real raps. If his grace is an ocean, then we are all sinking. We are going down there because you can't sink in grace and be disgraced. Oh. Can I say that again? This is a prophetic word for somebody. You yeah. can't sink in grace and be disgraced. Grace will rub on you. That says that everywhere you go, even if you hold middle school living certificate, they will choose you over those who have masters. Amen. It is called grace. Amen. Grace. Grace will speak for you Amen. in the coming month of March. Amen. You will march into your territory. Amen. You will march into your blessing. Amen. You will march into your prosperity. Amen. If his grace was an ocean, if his grace is an ocean, we are all sinking. And heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. It comes by revelation. These lyrics don't just come. They come when you have an encounter with the father's love. When you appreciate that we didn't deserve anything. And then the veil was torn. Not for us to go there, but now I am the one he has chosen as his portion to dwell in. It's too much. Too much. He said, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't, I don't have time to maintain these regrets. Do you know what we do? Many of us have time to maintain regrets. I wish that I, I married the other woman instead of this one. See how? See how I'm suffering. Regrets. I should have chosen this job. Now I, I wish that I didn't abort that baby. Now after abortion, I can't even give birth. Regrets. 
He said, I don't have time to maintain these regrets. When I think about the way that he loves us. When you know the father's love, nothing else concerns you. Even your mistakes cannot stop you. Amen. Even your mistakes. When you are close to God, that is when you find out that you make more mistakes than even the average person. But even your mistakes, carabarandos. Let me stop there. You were playing that song, right? I love it. Just go and learn it. You can search for it on YouTube. He Loves Us by David Crowder. He's jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. Alright. Just for your listening pleasure. And after that, I can minister. <laughs> Is that not how they say in a radio, radio station? Listen to this one for your listening pleasure. We'll own a radio station and some of us will become DJs. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God. Church is sweet. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Carabarandos. Thank you, Jesus. We are listening. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, oh, how he loves us. How he loves us.
Thank you. Thank you. You can stop it there. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together to the Lord. I have given you an assignment. I pray that by Friday, when we'll be gathering here again for our first vigil in the year 2020, we would have learned how to respond to the Father's love. Amen. And more importantly, those who lead us in prayer, in praise, in worship, will also follow this pattern. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't take time. It takes the awareness of his love. That is what will make us not sin so that we will not come and spend 45 minutes confessing our sins. That is what will make us live a life of gratitude so that when we come, we are already full of gratitude. So it's easy to say, Father, I thank you and I praise you. And that is what will make us affectionately bonded to him so that when we are worshiping, it is in spirit and in truth. May God bless his word in our hearts Amen. and make us people who know his love and who have learned how to respond to his love in Jesus' name.